Welcome in to the intro to Oak and Steel podcast. I am Michael Cleary sitting here with my cousin, bearded man for now, uh, Matthew Sutter. How are we doing, sir? Yes, sir. What can I do for you? <laughs> oh, I almost <laughs> forgot how to do this. It's been so long. I know. We need to have a serious apology to our loyal listeners of giving them an extra week off. But, you know, we're all just busy. It's hard to find the time. I was getting put through the ringer a little bit as far as uh, where where the episode was at. Well, you know, we've been building, right? We've been networking, branching out, traveling far and wide to get new exposure to our podcast. And we'll see where it goes. Yeah, it looks like you were about ready to hop on a Canadian roof. I had people around here believing I did. It was it was me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought it was... <laughs> Hatch had made that video, and I thought early, yeah, I thought that maybe you were crawling up on the Canadian roof. Well, yes, provide without providing any context, the away vacation, the away time that I took up in Saskatchewan, they just happened to be putting on a roof on the place I was staying at, and so I just felt obligated to help them out, or at least drink my coffee and kind of look at what they're up to, you know, just kind of just keeping tabs on some stuff and see how it happens up there in Canada. Yeah, I see it. I, 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 uh, I assume it was a, a good trip though. Cause it looked like I had seen a few birds that had, uh, called it quits. Yes. I went waterfowl hunting in, in, uh, Canada. It was a great year. Um, one of the best years that the group has had. So we had a, a good successful hunt, a lot of fun times and I worked hard to get to that point. And now it's, I'm back and time to kind of start working on the next, what, three months or so and start seeing what the end of the year looks like. Well, I got a, I got a piece to say about this whole thing. So <laughs> it's part of the reason it's been so long is I was off, on a little excursion doing an installation. I don't think we have we talked since then. I don't think we have, right? You were, I don't even know if you mentioned it, but I know you were cramming when I was cramming to get the barn job done, you were cramming to get that machine ready. Okay. So, so there's been a machine that's went out the door here. We were in Pennsylvania for a week and, uh, not breaking any HIPAA laws because it's me, but I, I was down and out for a little bit of COVID. No, no. I know. So it's been it's been a treat. Uh, but here's here's the here's the fun thing. So we get this machine out the door on Monday, and normally a machine leaves. You know, we might sweep up a little bit. We might tidy up a hair. You know, and we the machine is like it's not even down the end of the driveway. And the big Kimasabi is kicking us into gear for this Kartner thing. So we didn't even get a victory lap. We, there was not a victory lap of any sort. We were straight into uh, this Kartner. And he kind of, he comes in and he's just like, yeah, we're going to try to get that out the door tomorrow. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> like, we're, this is leaving tomorrow? And he's like, yeah, that's the goal. And I'm like you got to be kidding me. Like we had barely like, cause we were kind of juggling a little bit of trying to wrap up the details on the one machine and then turn around and kind of like put, start putting pieces on this next, this partner. And yeah, I was like, this ain't ready to go out the door. Well, 
he, we, I mean, we hauled the rest of that day. We hauled, like I'm on the mill, just like part after part, flicking them out, like sending it over to Ross. Ross is doing some, he's tapping it. He's polishing it. It's going on the frame. It was, it was a, a firestorm. Like you really, and then at the end of the day, so I, I don't know. I, I kind of think that maybe he was making a, a play here because he goes at the end of the day, he's just like, ah, I think maybe we'll have to wait till Monday. And I was like, are you kidding me? So, like, come on. Like, I mean, pretty clearly, because right, I just told you before we started the show, um, he, we've got people in the building here on a Sunday night, and we are working. So uh, that should tell you kind of the, sta- the state of where things are at right now. Wow. So it was, it was almost as if you got down off that barn and you walked back and were about to say goodbye to the, the resident and – she was like, oh, yeah, don't forget. I got this other shed for you to do. That's, <laughs> that would be the feeling that probably you would have had. Yeah, well, I won't. I won't uh, the barn project still may be lying like that. <laughs> I still may have more to do down there. Oh, for real? Well, no. I So I wrapped up that barn project, phase three. Um, the roof is installed. I'm done. The, the lift is returned. I fulfilled my my a contractual agreement and, and I'm done, but I had to get everything picked up out of there and go up to that Minneapolis roof and get that, follow the roofer up there and do that job. And, um, and I told her, like, I, I still have a couple trailers and some stuff to clean up yet. And I'm like, I'll, I'll be back. It'll be mid October. I will be back just so you know, but I, I don't have time to get all this out of here right now, but yeah, so you're probably due to be back to the station here after being gone for a little bit. Tomorrow, right back into it. Yep. So how do you, how do you like that? Do you like having it just not even not even a chance to kind of catch your breath? You just get home and right back into work. Do you like that, or would you rather have a day or two? Um, I don't, I don't mind. I like mean, I had today. We were back last night, so I had most of today just to kind of slow roll through the day and mentally. I flushed out that barn project. You know, it's been on my mind for the last, what, two years ex- executing that work. Um, so that job is done. It's just not finalized and paid out kind of thing yet. Um, and and that half that roof got done with up there in Minneapolis for my, for my buddy. So like all these things that were building up before my hunting trip, I, I met those things. I went on my trip. I forgot about it all. And now starting tomorrow is back to the normal grind, but now mentally like getting the next things in queue, you know, spending time to see where I'm at on the list and the upcoming projects that have been, you know, waiting for today. So, or for this coming fall, I should say. Sure. So. Yeah. You were the, the, the uh, the barn not the barn the your barn is going to have uh, cobwebs all over it. Yeah, well, uh, on uh, Tuesday I'll be back at the shop and I'll walk in, probably clearing cobwebs first and just tidying up and organizing, and then I'll then I'll get back to it. So nice. Yeah, it's uh, right now. I can tell the listeners that uh, that Matt looks like he rolled right out of a Luke Combs song and is here for the show. So he is, he is, uh, he's here and ready and 
we'll, uh, <laughs> we will, uh, I'm excited for when you, when we get you back on camera. Unfortunately, not everybody's going to get to see this beautiful beard that I get to see. I know I, I get this time of year, once a year where I go, what, three weeks off of work at the station and can grow it out however it comes in. So yeah, it's all going to have to get clean shaved like a baby tonight. Yeah. But yeah, that's, uh, that we do the we used to participate in the no the no shave November when I was teaching. Did I tell mm -hmm. you that? Yeah, yeah. So I can uh, I can appreciate the three weeks of of not shaving. Yep, that yeah, was a good time. So I don't know, Floyd. I don't even know where to start off from three weeks ago or wherever we left off. I don't even remember where we left off. Well, I guess I don't know that anybody got to hear how. I think the last time you had got the outsides up and you were about ready to stick the, um, the barn boards, I don't think you, I think you stood a hole in the ceiling or in the roof. Sure. And I don't know that you, was there anything, anything exciting that kind of didn't go the way you thought it would go? Not really. I had one solid week where I had the lift rented. So I had had to execute all of that elevated work during that week. And it was kind of, uh, I had to work until the work got done kind of a week um mm -hmm. i did have some ground help so that was nice um just some people taylor's dad um another another guy that reached out that says he's got some time during the day to help out so he i took him up and he was just some nice ground help to have mainly with just like cleanup and just maybe moving some material you know so i don't have to get in and out of the lift every time i need something um so the barn boards went up as planned. I had just enough for that. Um, all that roof framing came together. Um, and then, yeah, that roofing material went on. That roofer was was good to work with. Um, and I had, to, I had to hire that outside roofer because my insurance doesn't cover roofing. So I don't, in, I don't, I don't install roofing. Oh, gotcha. I understand. Yes. I understand. Yes. So all this work I've been doing is helping my roofer. And, um, and yeah, I, I kind of pushed that right to the end of the last hour of the last day and, and, uh, had to get squeeze in a, a planned surprise birthday party for Taylor on that Friday night after I got done working. And Saturday, Sunday, I packed up and, went up to Minneapolis for the next job. So it came together really quick. That whole barn project, you know, it kind of, I don't know. It was like all that time and effort and it was just done. Like the last shingle went on from, and it's just, that's it. It's just done. And I'm just like, okay. And so I'll go back and do like a final post and do all my drone work and do all kinds of recapping here in the next week or two. How, how do you leave a job? Are you are you up to? Well, that's that's about it. I'll be uh, I'm gonna hit the road and I'll see you later. How how do you leave a job? Do you always have to you know touch base or do you just kind of you got done and you zip out of there and I'll just I, you touch base with them earlier in the day so that's good enough or how do, how do you leave a job? Um, I was talking with that homeowner once or twice that week. You know, kind of just saying like this is what's to expect. I'm gonna be probably done. Friday or I think Saturday. I think I went and worked Saturday. Yeah, you were working on Saturday, I think, to finish it up. Yeah, okay. Um, 
yeah, so that was the night of the surprise birthday party. Um, I did run into her while I was packing up the job trailer on Sunday and packing up and packing out of there. So that was kind of a good like final conversation where I told her I'll be back next week or I gave her whatever date it's going to be. Um, you know, need to finalize and, and settle up the, the last payment from her. And, you know, we, we talked about how, how the project went and just a good, a good bow on top kind of thing. You know, do you um, get a lot of meandering? So like, I, obviously we started the podcast. It's, it hasn't even been a year yet, but I remember watching some jobs that you did. Um, there was one that was kind of about this time of year in the fall. I think you were doing like a, it was almost like a gazebo with a shed thing. Maybe this is like two years ago now. Yep. Um, what do you get a lot of like looky loos like they're coming out just inspecting your work or like is it pretty much like they just leave you be pretty much just leave me be i mean there's probably one one instant where i'm done and it's the final like you know here it is this is what i made for you and it's a session of you know gratitude and then and then that's it i drive away on to the next thing see so we did our drive, we had our driveway done and I had somebody, I, I, you know, a little bit about kind of some of this stuff, but, um, I'll just explain it to the listeners. We had our driveway done, um, uh, by a, kind of a local crew. I was just trying to, it was post COVID trying to, you know, stay local and small bit support, small business, kind of like how I would want someone to support me. And it wasn't, it was one of those things where like, I could have been there a little bit more if I wanted to, to kind of add a little more, um, maybe, I don't know what the right word to say here is just to give them a little more pep in their step and to maybe <laughs> make sure that we weren't cutting any corners and things like that. And, um, I, I kind of wish I would have, um, but I also wanted to respect the, the, the contractor and uh, long story short, I'm not super happy with how the concrete turned out at our oh. house, but we've got just a few issues that popped up and I, I wish, you know, if you're going to spend that amount of money, I wish I would have had, I would have spent a little bit more and went with somebody that was not as much of a gamble, but I yeah. don't know if you, if you experience that, if you have people coming out kicking the, kicking the frame saying like that'll, that'll hold or like, you know, how it looks when people are out at your sites. Uh, I, the, the, I would say the biggest takeaways over the last couple of years, especially with some of this bigger work is, they didn't really appreciate, they appreciated the work kind of, cause they didn't really know what all went into it. My mm. blood, sweat and tears. Right. And then Kim's the final bill. And, and there was kind of a lack of appreciation once the money started talking and sure. I'm like, well, this is the work I did for you. This is how much it costs. So right. I've, I've really changed up how I do that business and the money talk up front and, and that sort of thing. So this barn project was kind of one of those first ways of doing that. Mm. Um, did you feel like it went better a little bit? Yeah. There's some, there's some add on costs that I need to, I had to have that conversation with her when, when we were looking at the final product, I, she was kind of thinking that that final payment was going to be it. And I said, well, yes, but, um, you know, I had to dispose of some older roofing material. And so that's a cost that we just, we thought maybe it was going to be handled by um, the initial cleanup, but it wasn't. It wasn't. So it's a little bit of an add-on, you know. So 
maybe some clarity there that that this is the budget, this is the pay structure for the budget, but that last payment isn't going to be, it, there's potential where that last payment could be changed based on these factors. So sure. that's where I'm at now with that job. I just have to just kind of go through everything and make sure I'm covered and, and make sure mm. everything is squared away and um, go back to her and, and, and finalize that up. But in general, I, I do like to have that conversation to make sure they're pleased with my work, make sure I fulfilled my obligation and my contract that I've drafted or written up with them and just kind of verbally appreciate the, the project. Although she did ask me if it was worth it fixing that barn in the end. I'm like, yes, absolutely. It was worth it. <laughs> I just put all this time and energy and you know, all this crazy stuff into fixing your barn. And now your second guess, if it was worth it, I'm like, where does it, where did this come from? But sure. I just, I, I don't, I don't think she would ever tore it down. She just, it just was a comment that came out and I'm like, Oh boy, here we go. Yeah. But, but like your so, big install, how did, how did you, how did you leave that? Or was that such a rush to get out of there that you were, time to go so, home kind of thing well it, it was one of those things where I, we've never done it before so and i know like for you it's uh you know it's probably one of those things where like th you never have done all of them at this point like you, you've never done a barn you've never done a gazebo with a shed like right but you've at least been on a site where like we for me i've been on one other site to do this coffee stuff before and you know, I just didn't really know what to expect. I haven't, I haven't done hooked up these silo systems to like this variety. Um, so I didn't know how easy or quick that would go. I didn't know, is it going to take three days? You, I remember you remember me kind of having that like battle, like, is yeah. it going to take three days? Is it going to take five days? Um, so we drove out, we left on, I actually got a little anxious about whether or not we were going to um, hit the, hit our time there on Tuesday night. So I talked to dad and we, uh, and Charlie, and we ended up leaving on Monday night, drove about halfway to Ohio, stayed overnight, and then got there a little earlier on Tuesday than we had told the customer. Um, but what I had set up was with this customer is like, you're going to be done. You're going to be taking the, ro the, the other roaster out while we're driving right on Tuesday. And that was like kind of the expectation. Sure. Well, we, we get there and, they're still roasting away and they're going to be roasting away until like seven at night. I'm like, come on. So what, well, and the way that we work, this is like, it's not the end of the world. Like I'm on the road. Like there's nothing that that's in my way to, to like, I don't have the, you know, the girls are at home with mom. Like that's just kind of like get the job done and get out of here. So we came back, we went to eat, came back and we worked from like six to I think 1130 at night, got everything set, got everything in place. Um, the next day we came back, everything's hooked up. We worked another late night. So I think if the customer would not, would have had the roaster out of there, um, I think we could have truly been back. We could have been out of there by like two, two to three days. And we would have been back. We would have been back home. We got home on, oh, I'm trying to remember how it all shook out. It's all a blur at this point, but right. we got back super late, like 2 a.m., whatever night it was, but we wouldn't not, we wouldn't have had to stay as long as we did if, the customer would have had the roaster out of there. Um, but there, there was still some hiccups here and there, but uh, otherwise it was, it went smooth for never having done it before. Well, that's good. And these silo systems just housed raw beans and, 
and through their roasting process from raw material to what ground coffee in the end or roasted coffee so, roasted i suppose yeah so what they do is they fill it up in a hopper on the far end they can designate silos one through six or they can say we just want to have this coffee come straight to the roaster it's got different like diverting valves and things like that and it vacuums it all the way up to the roaster hopper and does 120 pounds at a time and then roasts it drops it into the cooling tray down below and then there's another feature where it actually like sucks because the coffee is lighter at, after you've roasted it, you've taken out all the moisture. Um, so you can use a thing called a destoner. And what happens is that the coffee is back kind of vacuum lifted up about, I don't know, four or five feet. Well, at this point, any stones that come with the coffee, because a lot of times uh, these countries, they'll just take the raw coffee beans, spread them all over it on the ground and um dry them out sure and then they put them into the burlap bags after that most of these places have things like optical sorters so they um they're visualizing color size but still some rocks and debris will get through in, hmm. with the green coffee and this is just another way of trying to kind of um, pull some of that stuff out of the coffee so that you have just roasted coffee at that point wow yeah so it was fun. I got to, I mean, we were, we were on the horn with Italy a little bit, trying to just kind of make sure our, everything was working right and looking how it should look. But I think the customer's pretty happy. He's been roasting, you know, two weeks now with it. So, you know, you hear a few things here and there in uh, getting clarifications and a few things um, tweaked, but otherwise it's been, I think, pretty good. He's happy with the coffee. Yeah. So you, your end project is a function test, essentially, probably. Yeah, we ran, um, I bet we ran anywhere between eight, 10 batches with the customer. And then he was going to do some more on his own. And then, you know, if we needed to help with different things after that. Uh, one of the things that was frustrating is the differences in the weights. Like we use, you know, American or whatever, is it imperial system? Yeah. Where it's pounds and... Right. Um, so they're set up for when they send them. I don't know why you would send a roaster over with uh, metric stuff, but they did. Um, and so that was something that we, Dad and I talked about. Is like, we got to clarify with the customers ahead of time. Like, are you, do you want pounds or do you want, you know, kilograms? Do you want Fahrenheit? Do you want Celsius? Sure. Because it, you know, some, there are some Americans that like to use that stuff, but um it's this customer didn't. And so we had to change some settings on some load cells. The program that, um, the IMF uses has to, had to uh, be updated to switch over to pounds. So just some of that stuff that, you know, you got to tease out after doing it a time or two. Sure. So it was, well. it was fun. I had, a, I had a blast learning about like just all the stuff that you need to do. Cause we have another one in Chicago that's coming up sometime this fall, winter, and I know that that one will be able to hit that like hard because it's we've done one of these now. Nice. Well, my function test was when I took the bracing off the barn and took the straps off and it didn't fall, it didn't fall over. <laughs> yep. So, um, otherwise I probably would have walked away. <laughs> yeah. If it, well, yeah. That's a question right there. What happens if, it, uh, if she all comes tumbling down? Do you just walk off the job site and be like, that's it. I was never here. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your money. Have you ever had anything like that? 
No, I, I mean, there's there's times where, you know, you have to take a hit or you have to, you know, something didn't go as planned or you didn't meet meet the quality of their standard. I mean, meaning the quality of your own standard versus the client standard, not to say it's different, but it's different, right? Like I, I for too long in a good way, but in a bad way for business, I've, I've held stuff to a incredibly high standard. I cannot leave it, you know, with it. Um, the dogs are here. I cannot leave it a certain way without my standard. The client doesn't even appreciate it. Like, you know, this barn project, some of the joinery and all the time and effort I spent on really tight, great joinery. Um, little little lubricant on its way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, uh, you know, they'll never, she'll never see it. Right. But I know I left it to my standard and that's, that's all I need. That's what I need for myself. Sure. So that's all I need. I think that's similar to, to how we roll as well, but there are some times where you're like, uh, we just got to get this out the door. So we're going to maybe let it, let a couple things slide. You know, if, it, if I had it my way every time we wouldn't, you know, it'd be, it, it'd all be buttoned up. It'd all be this, all the aluminum would be hard coated and we'd be good to go. But there's just once in a while where, uh, customer needs are and of needing a machine is more important than, um, what it looks like yeah i i think we as a collective listening group i think we all understand what you're saying yeah but um yeah it's it's just how things have to go and some of it's a save right you like pull off a save i've done that plenty of times um where well, something, something didn't quite go out quite right but i pulled it off yeah i think that's happening i think that's happening right now at in our shop here the old man is uh pulling a all weekender trying to get this cartner thing buttoned up you got wrestlemania going on over there a couple yahoos these dogs are riled up yeah they miss it you come in you come back home with a beard you come back home with a beard and they are ready to go everybody's just happy yeah Yeah. (laughs) it is gonna be home yeah what's uh okay so then let's say let's start talking about what's on the calendar now for you yeah so next is um getting back to the shop cleaning up the shop so many loose ends just laying around i got you know the white belt sanders in pieces um so i got to fix that uh get some stuff old projects that just been kind of laying around get those kicked out and um hold on a little hack there um the tables the fire station tables that's what's coming next wait that's happening i thought you said that was not or the concrete ones are not happening correct the concrete version is not happening it's just a standard glue up table um while i was away the um the department had to go back to vote on whether they can afford the cnc application i'm going to engrave their patch into the tabletops um i've never done that before but i will figure it out but i was able to estimate some costs with that and that put them over their budget 
So uh, we'll see what they decided after while I was gone here. So I heard the word C and C. What's going on here? Well, come again? wait a minute. <clears throat> Shape Origin makes a CNC based handheld router that is what I will use to app, to uh, apply this logo engraving. Oh. So it, um, people on the oak side, the wood side, will know what a scene, um, a Shape Origin is, but it's, an, it's a handheld router that reads a tape that you apply to the surface and somehow it it joins your file to that tape it reads the tape and applies that file and now it knows in space where that is supposed to live right so then this router you move by hand but there's the micro movements are within um within its like the own tape. capability yeah okay so you just have to keep it you just have to keep it in in line and it'll it'll make the micro adjustment and sure. engrave engrave the logo is and then it, so I'll, is this is this the thing i've seen where it it's basically a white piece of tape but then there's like little <clears> black <throat> squares every so often on it yep they kind of look like morse code dominoes or something like that sure yeah so huh. that applies you know a file to space okay. on, on your on your surface so have you ever done have you ever used this tool yet nope oh i've never done never done anything with it so this job is is hopefully going to do that but we'll see nice we'll see so interesting so that's when when do they when were they hoping to have that well they moved in (laughs) they moved into their new station um so i was trying to hopefully gonna give it to them by thanksgiving but we'll see sure i i they know that they're at the mercy of my schedule and and i'm done trying to make promises like that so we'll see sure huh well uh the uh the woodworking stuff is there any is there any room for helping a helping a fellow podcaster out with someday i mean so we're we're working towards maybe doing a cupping table oh yes i don't don't know exactly what that'll look like i did see some there was one guy and i I know you're kind of not necessarily on board with the epoxy stuff but he had done similar to the concrete one that you were going to do but he filled it full of coffee beans sure and then epoxied over the top of it yeah and i was like i mean that would be, it's kind of neat, but at the same time, like, I don't know if I, that I need anything like that. So if, even if it, if I got to do a little sweat equity and we like helping kind of, uh, mill some logs or whatever, we just, maybe just start this conversation, not necessarily today, but something to consider. Well, I'll point you to my client questionnaire on my website and you there, you can answer the questions like, <laughs> what is your, what is the description of your project? What is your budget? What is your timeline? Is there any special needs or requests for the project? Look at this thing. Yep. It's right there Whoa. top, right? Client questionnaire. Whoa. I have not been a part of this website yet. <laughs> Holy. And actually on my... 
vacation time, I I got one, a new one submitted, and I have to follow up and make initial contact with that potential future client. How how often would you say that you've uh, you've had somebody reach out that you did not know uh, just from perusing your website? Oh, I probably have half a dozen people. Really? Yeah. But huh. some of those people are looking for work that I'm not interested in, which is which is why I point them in that direction. And this is not this is not a, a first time idea on my behalf by any means. This was, you know, gathered business information from other people, Green Street Joinery. Um hold on. A little cruddy from I was going to say the Canadian air was thick this year. Yeah. A little, a little cruddy. Yeah. But, um, um, it just, it answers, I mean, how many questions I got there other than their, their contact information, three, four questions. Yeah. Not, nothing super. It just, uh, it, it gives me that initial exposure that I can reply to as if I'm interested in it or not is step one. Step two What's your budget? And that's a question that they never answer correctly. Other than this last one, this last one actually gave me a number and an actual budget number that actually does reflect some of the project expectation. So therefore already I'm perked up and want to reply to this client, potential client. Um, I am interested in building this bookcase for you. Um, one, cause I already know your budget kind of already matches the work that's going to be required. Some people who leave it, unknown or you know they say there is no budget it's like well yes there is sure there's absolutely a budget it's just what is it and they won't they won't do it or it's just work that i want to do it's you know a handrail or i've had people reach out for i don't know whatever right sure um then it just i just can just politely say just i'm not i'm not interested in that or i don't have time for that right now and just move on i don't have to have that phone call and that interrupts my current work and I'll have to try to, you know, tiptoe around some of these questions and issues. I can just have them there from me as soon as they submit the, the questionnaire. Nice. Yeah. Well, how about, how about this? I, I also found another link on here. Matt went above, went above and beyond with communication and answering my questions. It is super, or it is super well constructed. Doesn't take up too much space and easily holds the weight of our 85 pound Burmese, mix do you remember do you remember this at all yeah that was my pet steps i sold on etsy my first etsy yeah. sale yeah i'm on here and i want to buy something there's nothing else on here for me when are we going to get some laser oh i like this picture at the farm yeah see everything is there all the platforms are there for me to be productive i just i just have to get to that point and it's great that my wife is sitting right here next to me listening to all this <laughs> just waiting for me to be productive <laughs> yeah no it looks this looks good i i like it i've uh i didn't even know i had this option to peruse the first two construction look at, look at you oh yeah holy man holy moly yep There's, what is this thing i got yes. i'm on uh, additional links hey taylor <laughs> <laughs> guest appearances well i have, yeah, to have her on yeah, we should. Well, I, that was the thing. I almost, I almost told you that I should have uh, just done an interview behind the behind the scenes when you were gone, but uh, I didn't, we didn't get that far. I was, I was up, I was homesick. Yeah. Well, that's okay. 
You wanna um, you wanna talk about any of your cameos you got coming up? Is that a thing that you're talking about or not? That's for you and I, buddy. It's for you and me. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought it was just you. No, no. Well, I mean, I I said I'm available. I don't know if he's, you know, just whatever. And then I turn it into a twofer. Oh. Where the Oak and Steel podcast can make a visit on the uh, Workshop Therapy podcast. Okay, and vice and, vice versa, or vice versa. And okay. I, don't I understand know. now. Yeah, we we have certainly have the capabilities of adding a third a third to this if we if the time uh, when the time comes when. So you are you book are you the booking agent on this? Uh, I can be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll have to. It's a triple coordination of schedules, so we know how that's going to work. Yeah, but well, we we both uh, have ch- the children variable. Yeah. So, but. You know, if we're on a workshop therapy podcast, I might have to move the setup from the desk over to the couch and just, you know, really, really you know. settle in for this yeah. session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what's wrong with me, Doc. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so yeah. stay tuned. We're we're collaborating initial initial collaborations with workshop therapy podcast with Hatch. Well, I was going to tell you, I had someone else reach out to us too on the email. I this seems so spammy, oh, but yeah. uh, somebody that was like asking about, basically, it says that that it, maybe he's a listener. I don't know, Francois Baptiste. <laughs> <laughs> I've never he says he loves what we're doing in our space in the space. He's and our passion for woodworking and metal fabrication shines through in every episode. Uh, he wants to reach out to see if we'd be interested in collaborating on a new project. So. Uh, We'll have to uh, maybe I'll reach back out just to see what we're up to here. Yeah, maybe we, maybe what, some of our other friends out there doing podcasts can let me know if they've heard from uh, Francois Baptiste. Yeah, what can we do for you, Francois? Yeah, I think that's how he's about to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ask a couple Germans how to say it. We'll... No, probably French. Well, right. you and I uh, are German. Oh yeah, yeah. We're not gonna be able to help you out there. <laughs> but may, maybe the uh, I don't know. I should. Should uh, maybe you know this in already, but uh, do either of our Canadian friends, Tony or Hatch, they speak any French? Um, most of that I don't know. On the West Coast, I think. I know they can speak Imperial. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they may not admit it. Which what system they like more? But I know they can work in metric and Imperial measurements. Sure. I'll have to run that. Well, I know, uh, I know, um, Keith listens some, so Keith, you'll have to send me a message and let me know if, I mean, I can just message Tony myself and just find out <laughs> if we got any, if he's a French speaking. Yeah. I don't know. There was no French spoken individuals in the Saskatchewan area that I was in. So sure. It was all a, e. it was all common talk and a, yeah. But we, uh, so we've got family, my wife's side uh, has family. And I've talked about this, at least, I don't know if I've talked about it with you on here, but I've talked about it with Hatch and um, they're over in, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank here, Kelowna. So Western side of Canada. Yeah. And they originally came from um, Newfoundland. And I know our friend uh, Sullivan is over there. Yes. Uh, but the one thing that like struck me was it almost like, uh, so it's the, my mother-in-law's sister's husband, 
Good luck following on that. Okay. Um, he uh, he sounds extremely almost like Irish. Oh, me. yeah. Well, so I was just like, I mean, I guess you're all you're halfway there probably by the time right. you, when you when you think about where they're at. But um, yeah, they they filled me in a little bit of the Canadian kind of culture and things like that and where what you say what you don't say to folks from newfoundland <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's 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 really interesting and just to see who some of the listeners are and where some of the listener clicks come from on our podcast well i will have to say and i sent you the picture of this uh any time spent in canada i will seek out tim horton's coffee and i had to endure not had to like i was forced like i sought out some Tim Hortons. We didn't buy coffee here to take with us on our trip. We waited till we were in Canada so we can get some Tim Hortons coffee and it's it's good stuff, man. You gotta try it. You just oh, gotta try I've it. I've tried it. I've tried it. <laughs> but um it was it was fine. It was fine. I it wasn't my necessarily my go to, but it was fine. Yeah, well, it worked in the laying in a wheat or barley field every morning when I was enjoying it. So worked for me. Yeah. Yeah, you could have been up there sports gambling. I could have got some bets in with you. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah, there's, um, I mean, that's not our interest when we're there, but it could happen. Yeah. But, what, uh, so what do you do when you're up there, speaking of that that trip a little bit more? What do you, other than, are you just like, that? it's nothing but hunting and partaking in the barley pops? Or what, what else do you do when you're up there? Playing that's, cards? I mean, not really. I mean, we, we got up there, we go to the same area and I'm not, we, as in, I'm not like some veteran up there. This is only my second year with this group going, but this group has been going for 20 plus years or more. Um, so they kind of know the area and they, they know what the game is, but we hunted and scouted nonstop for almost a week. There was only one night that we took off because the weather changed and the birds kind of shut off and we kind of, we kind of didn't have a field to go to, but every morning we have an idea where the birds are going in the field or, or uh, a scrape or a pothole or something like that with water. Um, so we get up at, at five and we're out the door. We hunt until nine, 10 o'clock, whenever we get a limit or the things just shut off for the day come back, uh, have a little more coffee, make breakfast, which is kind of tied into your lunch. And then there's either like we might clean some birds or from the previous hunt, um, we took up like a smoker. So we made um, smoker pizzas like during the day. And then by middle afternoon, 3, 3.30, we're back out setting up for the PM hunt different field same spot all depends on what we saw and scouted that day or that morning and hunted till dark picked up came back ate our dinner i maybe had two three beers and it's time to go to bed because you're doing it all over again the next day we did that almost i want to say like five or six days straight wow until we got that first break where the weather like i said the weather turned and we didn't really have much else to do so we just kind of took a took a little break but um, so what as somebody that does not uh waterfall hunt or hunt at all anymore really um 
what are you what are you looking for? Like, are you trying to like? Because you're not you're not like going to the taxidermy with one of these, are you? No, but we we're just looking for numbers, looking for numbers in the field. Where are they going? Where are they coming and going from? You know, we just want to be in the spot that they want to be, so we have a successful hunt. Sure. Um, and you know, it's for the sport. Uh, it is the the meat that we bring home. So there is, you know, we have a freezer full of meat that we bring home. So there's there's, you know, an end goal there. I'm not shooting stuff, just to shoot stuff. Um, but mainly just the fun and the in the sport of waterfowl hunting and sure. the numbers are so great up there and so concentrated you know because they're starting their migration from up there in through the states and to the south so um that's why we're in the area that we're in but what do you, what are you making with this what do you make what are you making for duck out of with duck or with with geese oh some some poppers um um just you know, kind of just slice them and fry them on in butter, kind of thing, just as a little snack. Uh, pastrami, grind it into brats. You know, you're oh. in Wisconsin. We can make our own brats. Right. You can make your own brats anywhere, but yeah, that's yeah. We're we're the brat. I would say we're we're uh, probably leading the charge on the brat side of things here in the states. Yeah. So. You know, anything that you can do with wild game, turning into your own stuff, that's, you can do the same thing. You just need jer- jerky. Sure. Jerky. If you really? want. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Snack sticks. Well, whatever. What can I do for you? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> How you doing, sir? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it, all that. But, um, one of, uh, one of the guys in the group did bring up the, uh, Starlink, the portable Starlink. So we had a little Elon Musk supplied um connection to the outside world some some uh internet and and uh wi-fi i should say so we were watching some football games and watched the baseball playoffs a little bit at night when we got back a little downtime so that was nice how how do you know this group i work with i work with the one guy and i i know the other main player in the group through just Knowing people, I guess. So, sure. is it is it uh, your group's version of your your uncle Bob? I mean, nobody nobody compares to Uncle Bob, but um, yeah, it's like my my big trip. I mean, it's an equivalent. I'm just not bringing home elk meat versus waterfowl. Sure, but you know, it's all fun. It's all a good time. And yeah. uh, I enjoyed this year so much better than last year because I actually shot well. Even though sure. I shot a case of shells, I still shot. My percentage was increasingly better than last year. Double, many, maybe triple. Are people bringing dogs then, I would assume? Yeah, those two main guys bring their own dogs. So we're running one dog a hunt. One of them, you know, we alternate dogs. But yeah, we have we have a dog for the retrieves. And that's fun to watch too. Watch the dogs do their thing. Yeah, well, I get I get behind the scenes stuff on dog stuff with my friend Tyler from yeah. the OKest Hunter. So if you haven't started listening to OKest Hunter or Up Duck, uh, Tyler Tyler really specializes in training dogs, and like that's kind of where he got into social media and stuff like that. Is he he's got a it's like a Red Lab more like a um, really like 
so my dog's a chocolate and his dog is like it's almost like a smack in the middle of a chocolate and uh and a uh yellow but it's it's got this like nice red tint sure um and he's got a black lab that he's trained into but yeah they i so i, I can always appreciate when i see somebody because actually the gus man at one point in time was out uh picking up deer sheds right that's you know you can train dogs to do that yes i do and i i i don't know how these people can just walk around the woods and kick up a deer shed all the time i mean i feel like i'm a pretty outdoorsy guy and i don't just fall on these deer sheds like some of these guys do yeah definitely would need a dog it's fun it's really fun to watch them and just to see them be able to walk you walk them into the wind and just like you, you know, you know how, how to work dogs, I'm sure a little bit. And, right. um, it was, it was neat to, we got a couple in the fields out by South 78 there. And it was, it was fun. It's, it was fun. We stopped doing it, you know, a few years ago now, but that was one of my favorite things to do in the springtime is to take him out there. Nice. So yeah. Welcome into the Oak and Steel dog show. <laughs> Hey, but we cover it all. Whatever you I want think, to hear. I think we really do. Like, it, I don't know. We we say we talk about uh, woodworking and metal, and we do, but I think we get off tangent more than anything. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, did you keep tra- keep tabs on the uh, folks out at the maker camp? A little bit. Yes. Um, I did get some cell service, and I got kind of a, a flushes of you know posts from that group and that that stuff. It looked like it was wet. Looks like they had some water issues for a while, so that mm-hmm. just seems miserable. But if you embrace it, I guess it's kind of what do you do, right? But um, I saw Ed, Ed was out there and uh, snapping the off pegs. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say. Oh, I think we might even have to. We might have to come in on you a little bit there too, Ed. For even though I'm not somebody that's that's ever done that, but you can speak to how how easy or hard that is to do. Oh man, I was trying to think of a witty comment to send to him, but I just I don't think I ever finalized it and sent anything, but it's too bad I wasn't there. I do I do I mean people say if you move it, I'll be able to attend. Well, I'm I'm in that camp if because we always go up to Canada or this group always goes on this hunting trip for various reasons during that weekend and so I'm just always going to conflict with with Maker Camp unless something happens with the hunting trip where I don't go, then that's an automatic out to Maker Camp. But sure, um, was it was it Maker Camp that you went to, or was it a different one that you went to the time that you went out there? Because I think you went over the summer for that, right? Same. So all throughout the year, there's same place, same same Black Blackthorn Resort is where they have these metalworking weekend long weekends i went to a timber inn which is where they actually make the timber frame that was installed and erected you know at maker camp Mm -hmm. um so i was there during the event of the timber inn but i was not there to assemble what i made if that makes sense gotcha and they assemble it then at the maker camp correct yeah okay and it sounded like because uh so Keith got into me a little bit about coming he's like you don't need to worry about like just come you're like it doesn't matter yeah, uh, and you should. I know, I know, I know. It's gonna be, it's gonna <laughs> be a minute. We're, we're, we're. I'm running a. We've got a few irons in the fire. Yeah. So, but hopefully someday we'll get out there and. Um, but it sounds like they do like a swap too. Yes. What What the heck is that? 
the maker swap is is you as an individual makes something and that something is is what kind of gets people hung up they don't know what to make there's kind of this pressure that it has to be this high-end you know really crafted styled thing keith always emphasizes it should be your best work so whatever you think you know you as an individual with the tools that you work with what you're comfortable doing you should submit your best work you know don't take the easy way out um not as a shame but other people are putting in their best work so you shouldn't just show up with something you just kind of just haphazardly submitted to get somebody else's best work you know that's not a fair trade but if if your best work is something that is up and coming and you're still growing your skills well then that's just where you're at right so there's no shame in you submitting something that's maybe not of great quality they just want you to make sure you're submitting your best work and not your easiest work. How about that? That's that's sure. maybe an easier way to sum it up. So, um, so yeah, it could be anything. It could be, it could be metal work, leather work, woodworking. It's it's any platform that that you can produce your best work or a combination thereof, and you submit it into the swap, and it's just a randomizer, and and stuff comes home with. So you don't know you. how big the thing is that you're going to get. No, they try to, I mean, because people have to fly, so they try to keep it like carry-on size or a disclaimer that this individual is willing to ship it to wherever. Okay. Um. You know, that's just kind of all part of it. But huh. yeah, it, it's a good thing. I, I mean, I'm in the same boat. Like, I'm like, what would I make that's my best work and submit to this thing? I have no idea. I mean, I'd really hate to make another stone urinal. That's hard to fly well, on, your, say, on your carry on. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I could see somebody wanting that. I mean, yeah, like I, I don't know. I every year I know I'm probably not going to make it, but every year I think about like, well, what would I make this year? Right? Because last year's best work might be different than this year's best work. It all depends on what your where your skills are at and what you're what you're trending for, you know. Sure. I don't know. It's all, and it's optional, completely optional. Sure. So you can you can go to the thing and not have to worry about. It. Yeah, yeah. It's just another another community based incentive, you know, to get people just talking and, and if anything, it's some exposure. You could be a nobody, seemingly a nobody, and put in this thing and and put your branding on it. And people are like, well, who is this guy? Right. And now you have this whole network of people that never knew anything about you, but now you're, now you're on the in crowd. Sure. Or, or if you already know people, you know, like yourself, who's kind of, kind of breaking into some of this stuff. I mean, you don't know any of these people from, from anybody, but it'd be a, a place for everybody can go and finally meet and collaborate and, you know, put a face in the name, that whole thing. Sure. So. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how I'll, I'll at least be watching to see what they drop for a, uh, a challenge this year. Oh, you're going to get in on it. Maybe we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll throw me a softball and do something that I can, that, I, that I'll be, I'll be able to do. Um, well, I've, I mean, this is the Working Hands podcast. Um, 
they always get this screwed up too. They were doing the maker swap, and then this is make what you fear. Yes. Which is a challenge that doesn't challenge you to make something you're scared of. It just challenges you some to make something you're not familiar with. Hence, I'm a woodworker. I'm a carpenter. I rebuild barns and do all this other stuff. But two years ago, I made a, a stone urinal out of a granite rock for my shop. I've had some exposure to some masonry work, but I've never made a stone urinal. Like I've never, right. I've never done that. Um, <clears throat> last year I just made, you know, last year was. You did the, or the paddles last yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. The paddles and the, and the, the rod holder, the rod holder rack. And, and last year's terms were, um, something sports related or outdoor activity related. Right. So make whatever you want didn't have to be uh, outside your your normal medium uh just make something you know that's sports related so i know they've mentioned a little bit i i think they're they're kind of coming up with an idea of what their terms are for this year or what is going to start january one or their first episode in january so we'll see we'll see i could, I could use a little something i mean i i still need to make my my putter that i want to make but <clears throat> i could uh I could use something. Did, oh, look, I'm burying the lead here too. Did I tell you the roast the roaster set up and we got coffee through it? At your shop. Yeah. Well, go on. So yeah, I yeah, of course we got about a couple minutes here. Yeah. So yeah, that we hey, uh we owe them a long, a long episode. I know we probably do owe them a little bit. Yeah, the roaster the roaster has some coffee go through it. We um we had some junk coffee that we um we had it's been sitting around for four or five years now. Tim Horton. And um yeah, dad, the one day, uh, I think it was when we got back, we had just gotten back from the, um, from the trip out to out East. And I think we, dad had me come in and we were, maybe it was, I don't know. I don't know I'll be honest with you. It's all blurring together. The last that don't matter. Weeks. It doesn't matter. But yeah. We, um, we hooked it up. We tested it. Um, the first batch came out super dark, super dark. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. I, mean, I didn't try. I didn't try any of this coffee because it's it's just coffee that's been sitting in burlap bags in our other side of the shop there for four years. And then we gradually got a little bit better and a little bit better, and it started looking like good coffee by the end of it. And so I I've got coffee coming in on a truck tomorrow, and we'll throw a couple more bad batches in there, and then we probably will try a a good batch of some good coffee here. So. It's coming. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's gotta be a good feeling. Yeah, it was it's it was nice to see coffee coming out of it and kind of dialing in the stuff that you need to dial in. I am uh I am in kilograms and I am in Celsius. I was just gonna ask you if <laughs> if you're playing your own game or what you're doing. I was like, what well, there's no reason for me to monkey with the stuff and honestly, like for me it'll be easier to switch back to American stuff if I need to, where you know, doing the metric stuff is, you know, that, especially Celsius, Celsius will always mess with my head as far as, well, what, is, what does that even calculate to in Fahrenheit? Yeah. But once you figure it out, it's just going to be the same number, right? So it doesn't matter right. what it represents. It's just like, yeah. you need this number. Exactly. That's ex yeah. it's, it's exactly right. And you know, once you, cause once you have a uh, constant, that's just what your constant is. Right. So, right. Yeah. 
it'll be uh, it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve trying to match it up to the coffee that I've been doing forever. But uh, it it shouldn't be too hard, I don't think. Uh, making sure everything tastes the same or better. Hey, we've hey. we've been sample roasting over here, Sutter. We got uh, my brother Kyle has been helping me out a little bit on it. So we've been testing some different coffees. We got. There's new stuff coming. Oh, boy. Watch out for Mounsby Roasters. Welcome <laughs> to the Mounsby Roaster Studio. <laughs> well, that's okay. It's it's getting cold, so that means I don't drink like, coffee till noon. It, this is my this is my busy season. Like it starts it starts ramping up here till the end of the year, like a lot. Yeah, I'll I be. New, new, I got new bags coming, hopefully for the, the little small sample bags. All right. So we're we're. We're churning out some coffee here now. Maybe some online ads, maybe a local commercial. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I will probably bump out uh, at, at least a sale at some point here and then some online ad stuff too. We love the sales, Mike. Bring on the sales. I know. Well, you, I mean, you get the fr- friends and family discount, I'm sure. Uh, I, I, I just get what I like and I got to remember what that is, but <laughs> I'll remember next time I order. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, that's, that's coming. And then we'll see this partner thing. I'm going to, as soon as we're done chatting here, I'm going to stand up and walk over there and see how things are looking. How come nobody's busting in the door yet? Interrupting the I, podcast. He hasn't been over. I don't, I don't see him over there. So, oh, all right. um, the, the welders here, he's been here nonstop. So we got a camera on the building. And so whenever someone's walking around outside, I get an alert on my phone. Yeah. Uh, that thing. Has been bling, 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 bling. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he's been he's been grinding, but some of it, as I alluded to uh, a few weeks ago, some of that stuff's a little self inflicted. I'll come up there. I I'm a, I know a good stick welder. I'll I'll show him how to yeah. stack some dimes with a heavy rod stick welder. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know if that's gonna hold hold stainless. <laughs> oh yeah, deal breaker. Yeah. I, I still, that's, so that's one of the things, make what, make what you fear. Like that would be something for me. Start doing some, something with welding. Cause I just have no, I, I don't know if people do stuff with welding for that or not, but, um, I've never, never done it since high school. And I would, I'd like to learn a little bit more on how to, on my, on that stuff, on TIG welding, at least. That the first year they did it, that would be. Like even though you do metal work, you don't you don't do welding metal work. So I would assume that like if I, that's why I went with the like the stone work because um woodworkers went to metal work and metal work went to woodworking. That kind of sure. seemed to be the easiest flip. So I tried to I tried to hit a third medium there, um, going to stone work. So that definitely probably would have qualified. I'm kind of if they're if you're listening, Keith, I was hoping that maybe last year they were going to do like get to one of the projects that's always on your list. That's always, you know, that's, you just never get to, you never want to put time to, you want to do it, but you can't do it. Whatever that excuse is. Mm. Um, Because then you could stay in your lane. Right. And doing that log arch one welding was kind of a, like you said, a, a, a refresher from high school, but you know, that log arch has been in the works since I got this idea. I was going to start collecting wood um but due to 
the work I had coming up and the time I just, I finally got to that project. Now, don't get me wrong. I have other projects that have been putting off that I want to get to. Um, they just, they're not to the scale of welding that log arch trailer or that log arch onto that trailer. Sure. Um, maybe, but, maybe, the, maybe, maybe it'll be put together something that's been sitting in your barn for a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, tonight I have some office work to do and, and that's one of my emails to see where that project's at and see if on Tuesday I start cleaning the shop for that project or if I have some time to pivot to something else. And that would definitely be my first first go-to thing. But we'll see. Yeah. Are you going to do anything to the outside of the shop this year, yet this year? Um. Yeah. The last two years, I between that holiday season, that that Christmas to New Year's, especially in Wisconsin here in Southern Wisconsin, that's kind of like, there might be some snow, you know, winter is, is coming, but it's not like the harsh winter of January, February. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to be taking those two weeks off to myself and just trying to finish that outside metal work on the shop this year. Finally. Um, I got the AC unit for the shop so next year my shop will i have heat i've had heat the last couple of years so now i'll have ac for the summers so now i'm going to be completely climate controlled and protected from the elements the only thing i will have to do is the front of the shop which is a whole different canvas than the red steel that i'm putting on the rest of it so um i have what i need mostly for that front face but that front face I need to do my touch. It's a thing that I want to do for, for me. And, and we'll see if I can, I will execute it, but we'll see where I can fit it in. And I don't, I don't know it. So if I need to be quiet, maybe give me the eyes, but like it's, have you, have you ever heard of the Japanese stuff where you uh, light the wood on fire? <clears throat> well, you're right on track. That's exactly what, and I, I let this go. It was a surprise, but I didn't let it go. Maybe we did talk about it then, because I'm sorry if, sorry if I did it, but like, no, it, you it, did not. Um, I've seen well, the Chip Gaines guy did it, the fixer upper. Oh, we love Sh Chip Shishigibon. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah, well, that's how he said it too. Shishigibon. <laughs> I mean, that's all it's in my head. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like it's some sort of like you light it on fire to a degree just to get a char on the outside, then you and you kill the flame off quick. Yeah, so my shop is 20 by 20, so I have a 20-foot front wall that has a garage door and a walk-in door in it, and the bottom is going to be um, stone, um, and uh, uh, not real stone, but um, manufactured stone. Sure. On the bottom, um, that that kind of board and batten sashubiban look on the top and then um fulfill my timber frame niche and timber frame and eyebrow across both the doors nice and that is my that is my end goal for now in the future long-term future i'll say it here if one the farm is is my place i call home someday Two, business drives a shop expansion. Um, either A or B, plan A or plan B. Plan, I'm not sure which one's which, but either just 
totally bulldoze the current shop and just build a whole new big shop. That's probably the best way to go about it. But you did flooring. Yeah. I mean, all that. But part of me thinks I keep the old shop and um, in the expansion, I'll essentially do three walls and the back wall of the addition is the front face of my current shop, if that mm. makes sense. Sure, yeah, I understand, so, I understand. So that, that outside... You're coming out towards, towards the house. Correct, yeah. Okay. So that outside look that I'm creating for my shop now on the front is now inside my new shop. I understand. And then the back shop is whatever. It's probably a, a little bar in there, maybe some bar stools, you know, maybe the razor goes in there on a jack or, you know, whatever or it's the, the laser shop, it's the, it's the Digifab shop. I don't know. I don't know what that back shop would be, but sure. the major wood shop production would be out front in the in the addition. And when I'm in that space, I look back on the back wall, then it's the front face of my current shop. Nice. So. Yeah, man, that sounds cool. Yeah, that that's all. Uh, that can't be the Make What You Fear project for next year, that's for sure. <laughs> <It's not ready. laughs> I'm not doing all that, but like I said, that all needs to be driven by business and, and future planning with the farm. So who sure. knows, who knows what happens. So, so how, how do you say it? I said Shuggy Bond. What, what is it actually called? Well, I, I mean, we can, we can pull the listeners, but I say it's Shushubi Bond. Shushubi? Yeah. Shushubi. I don't know. Okay. You know, it's hard anybody to say. With... If anyone wants to send in a, a voice, uh, <laughs> a voice message to the Instagram account and yeah. let us know. Yeah, a couple of German Midwesterners really nailing the <laughs> Japanese terminology here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But, so, have you ever done any of that before? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Some smaller scale stuff, but never like to the scale of cladding a whole building with it or the front face of a building. But is it like a shiplap type deal that you would do then, like to try to and just kind of to make your runs, or are you going to actually go? Vertical then. Vertical, yeah, board okay. and batten. So vertical boards, and then and then, you know, battens or smaller boards that cover yep. up the seams. Okay. Um. And you know, I need to do all the proper stuff behind that, the rain screen and all that. I need to do all that stuff. So, mm. um, I'll do it. I'll get to it. I just, I just quite haven't got there yet. But um, the neighbors. So you can't see the front from the countryside when you're driving on the road, you know, you can't see the front. So the front's going to be last because the neighbors, um, you'll know Diane across the, across the road. Uh-huh. Saw her again today, actually at a family reunion and got a little pressure again about when am I going to get this metal on the shop? Cause it's been in Tyvek paper for, I don't know, eight years or something like that now, which I've, full disclaimer, have had to redo the Tyvek paper over the years because it just it's not supposed to be the permanent exterior application. Right. So um, this year I should be able to finish the metal work. So the sides, the back, it's all done. Just need to work on the front. Nice. So. Well, I'm excited about that. I can tell you that much. Yeah, well, I am too. Shushubi Bun. And that's where, that's where the mill came into place. I want okay. to do that timber frame eyebrow from wood that's from the farm. So in order to make that, right, I need to mill it. So all that. Well, we're coming up on we're coming up on 
uh, winter time where I don't know that I'd want to hang out in your barn down there for for, for any of that. Um, but if you if you get it if you get it opened up and want to start laying things out before then we could talk. Yeah, yeah. I, well, we'll see. You know, now's the time for portable LP heaters and and just doing what you got to do to stay warm. Kind of like ice, ice shanty kind of kind of stuff. You know. Yeah. So I'm ready for that season too. Uh, I just everything gets complicated in the winters, but yeah. that's okay. <clears throat> I can just go in the shop and just warm up all I want. Just turn up that radiant heat and ooh, enjoy myself. Nice <laughs> cooking. No, yeah. I, I just want you to know when we get done here today, when we're signing off, which we're not far from, I have an outro button to to play us out of this thing. Okay. So I want you to enjoy that as that's happening. All right. So unfortunately I'm getting close to needing a cough button here pretty quick. Yeah. I'm gonna bail it out. All right. Well we'll we'll get out of here and let you keep the keep the libations going. All but, right. Um yeah, give them uh give us a follow if you're not already. I we, I've noticed a couple of the upticks on the beginning episodes. We we're getting some new listeners. All right. So I don't it's uh the, the the bell curve is very front loaded and then uh, swoops back towards these later ones, but that's all right. This wow. this is this one's for you, Joe Rogan. We uh we're back on regular schedule programming, so we'll be yeah. able to unless Mike goes off into the abyss and has all these worldly travels, I'm back well into who knows when next year. So sweet. Well, all right for uh, for Matt Sutter at First View Construction, this has been. Michael Cleary and Oak and Steel out. See you then. Here we go with the outro. <laughs>